0: Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast, Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our Christmas series, Good News of Great Joy, and Pastor Brandon talked about Jesus as Messiah from the Gospel of Matthew. Today I'll be joined by Brandon to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, I'm here with uh, Brandon. Brandon, welcome.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me, as always.
0: All right. Well, before we uh, begin, I just wanted to say that uh, this is going to be our last podcast for the year, just for 2019. Uh, This Sunday, we do have our Christmas service, but I'm going to be out of town. We're going to be busy for the holidays, so we won't get to record a podcast for that one. And then the following Sunday will be our Rise Against Hunger food packing meal event. It's going to be a great time. encourage all of you guys to come join us, but we won't have a podcast since there won't be a sermon on that. (laughs) So we'll be back uh, after our January 5th sermon as we kick off a brand new series uh, to begin 2020. So, um, but yeah, let's talk about this past Sunday. Uh, We had our um, kind of our unofficial Christmas service because we have our children's program, uh, amazing program, and in many ways, it's, it's kind of one of our highlights uh, in terms of our services. So, you know, before we get into the actual message, I just thought, you know, what's it like kind of preparing for a quote-unquote big service, right? Uh, knowing that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of visitors are going to be here, a lot of first-timers, a lot of people who don't normally come to CBC. Uh, there's going to be a, a great, you know, children's program right before you. You don't have that much time. <laughs> so just share a little bit is the preparation process is a lot different is it similar what was it like for you uh, for this one
1: you know it's uh i well to start off with it's for sure nerve-wracking i mean Mm. knowing i mean obviously you wish this was the case every sunday that you would know you're going to have visitors and potentially people who you know are non-believers but i mean for christmas that's like almost a virtual guarantee and so You know, you feel the weight of that, that, you know, this could potentially be a turning point in someone's life. Like Christmas time, people are just open to Mm. coming to church, open to just, I don't know, like, I don't know, God or Jesus or whatever. There's, there's definitely that opportunity. So, um, you feel that weight for sure. And so I think going into it, I've, I've never done either a Christmas or an Easter service. So that was Mm. my first time doing you know, either one of those topics. And so, yeah, I was definitely feeling that. I thought though, going into it, aside from that part of it, that it was going to be a little bit easier because it was shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing myself and my (laughs) tendency to go a little bit long, I should have known that that would be a challenge (laughs) because if I could give shorter messages, I would. (laughs) But um, yeah, preparation wise, it was just kind of different. I mean, you like you said you do have a different audience and so I think coming to a an idea that was both applicable for like a visitor and at least somewhat meaningful for you know for the rest of our our normal congregation mm-hmm. that was more challenging than I thought um, about halfway through the week I was working on it and kind of I went into the message you know, with kind of just, you know, we put together a breakdown of the sermons and I and I just had this tagline, Jesus is the one you've been waiting for. Mm. And that was kind of what I built uh, the message off of. And I, you know, I had that, that idea of the Messiah in my mind. And this happens a lot to me and maybe it happens to you too, is you realize, well, this is a better sentence than it is a <laughs> 20 to 30 minute message. <laughs> you know, it sounds really good when you say it real short, but when you try to expand it out, Either there's not enough substance to it or mm. it's harder to attach meaning to that, you know? And so I think that was the biggest challenge is what does that mean for us? What does that mean for a non-believer? I know it's resonant. Cause when I say those words, it's like, Oh, that, I just feel something just thinking about mm-hmm. that. And, and the idea of waiting, there's something like emotional about that, but it was, um, it was just hard to kind of come in, come to something, that people could kind of grasp onto and so um it was fun though i mean i actually like it's nice to be at the point where like i don't like stress out as much as i used to it doesn't produce like this like crazy anxiety panic attack level Mm. stress and so i it it was actually kind of more of a fun challenge like okay i know i have a good idea here i know the text is saying something meaningful how do i how do i get there and so it was kind of just like putting together a puzzle all week. Um, the way I framed it to you on Friday was like, I've got a setup for a joke, but I don't have a punchline yet. And that's how I, that's kind of what it was like up until kind of the last minute. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I felt like it came together well enough, but it, it, it took some time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I I definitely think it came together well. I mean, I've, I've already told you. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just a challenge of, you know, like that, puzzle analogy where you know it's kind of trying to figure out how you want to present it but you're also working with so many different parts right like most Sundays it's kind of like the message is the main thing and everybody else has to like figure out how they're going to build around it (laughs) yeah but on these kinds of Sundays where you know we have our worship we have our kids program um, you know we have visitors it's Christmas like in many ways it's it's a little bit of both right it's it revolves around the message but a lot of times you're trying to cater it to the others and I felt like you did a good job of taking what was kicked you know was started with the children's program and then you know connecting that main point Jesus is the one you're waiting for and taking us on that journey that was relevant for both our visitors and for the people at a church. So
1: Yeah, that was actually kind of like a God thing is that, you know, we had laid out this sermon series and we had Matthew kind of tentatively on this date. And then I asked Tina, like, hey, can you just shoot me kind of mm. the bare bones of the the children's program? And she sent me the script for, you know, kind of the little video they did. And I mean, it literally, you know, it had that whole promise and waiting theme. And again, like, I mean, I don't know how much the average person is really deeply paying attention to that stuff. But it turned out to be a lot easier than I thought to tie those things together. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think the the content from the script was really good. They used yeah. a really, really strong script for their program. And that actually kind of gave me some ideas for how to approach the sermon. And so that was kind of nice that it lined up. I mean, we had an idea of what they were talking about in the program, but it was like, oh, okay, this is really going to work now. Yeah. I don't have to like stretch things or bend things to make them kind of fit together. Yeah. So that was cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is amazing how many times those things happen like that, right? Where we yeah. like plan something out and you're like, oh, wow. Like we didn't anticipate things going together like that and it still works. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a tangent, but I was really impressed by the the children's ministry, the, the video. I mean, the kids too, yeah. obviously, but the video where right? I thought it was, I thought we bought it. Yeah. Like I yeah. literally thought we bought that video. Until the credits, when like I started seeing the names and like, oh, those were our people who were saying those things. Yeah, seriously. we made the video, so that yeah. Was, as that I was, was like cool.
1: in the rehearsal or at some point, I was just standing back there and I looked at Nikki Yoshinaga, who had done. I was like, Nikki, did you do this? Because I knew she did so she did something like yeah. that for us before, and she's like, Yeah, I did. and I mean, I was I was just amazed. So I mean, really props to everyone who was yeah. involved in that. I thought it was great. I have to give a quick shout out to Christina Mark. I know she's not listening, but I forgot to say thank you to her in first service, and Alyssa like got (laughs) mad at me, like, "Dude, like you (laughs) forgot Christina." I was like, "Oh yeah, I did." So anyway, I mentioned it in second service, but yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, but if you're listening, Christina, I'm sorry, but that's what you get for being mean to me all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Let's kind of dive into the message a little bit. You know, knowing kind of the concise, the time you had, the audience, juggling that, um, you know, kind of in your Matthew study, Mm -hmm. in in his presentation of Jesus as Messiah, yeah, was was there kind of anything insightful or kind of what stood out to you? Anything that you didn't get to talk about or anything you did that you kind of want to reemphasize and just say like, hey, this Mm -hmm. is something that I was really challenged and blessed with in the text.
1: yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea I mentioned of like Matthew telling the story, like laying out breadcrumbs Mm. to kind of point us to this idea of the Messiah, man, it it took so much (laughs) like discipline to cut it down to really kind of emphasizing the virgin birth Mm. as kind of the main thing, because pretty much all of Matthew one to two is breadcrumb after breadcrumb. Mm. And when you think about it on those terms, the way it's written, you appreciate so much of the art of the gospel mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. And so just a couple examples, like the whole first, I think 17 chapter or 17 verses, you know, when you open up your New Testament, you start with Matthew and it's like, you get a bunch of names. Yeah. It's like, there's Abraham, father, of, you know, and, and, yeah. and it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, why would you start, you know, a, a story mm. this way? but that's the first example of just kind of tying Jesus back to these messianic promises to David and to Abraham and just the whole th- way it's written with certain, the numbers and the generations, like, um, it's probably better. I didn't start with that because, or I didn't include that because it's pretty boring to read. I considered that <laughs> should I read these whole 17 yeah. verses? Um, but that's cool. There's a whole section, mm. you know, about Herod and the Magi that's like, kind of why jesus you know came out of bethlehem and nazareth and kind of connecting him to moses and the mosaic covenant you know the whole herod story is very reminiscent of pharaoh and exodus and so Mm. yeah when you put everything together it's it really is him kind of hitting us over the head with this is the guy Mm. this is what he promised us and this is
0: the one you've been waiting for exactly exactly you Mm. know
1: and and um and so, yeah, to only be able to do the the virgin birth stuff, it's like, it makes sense. And I I la- I ended up in a place where I felt good about that. And I don't think it would have served the sermon that much better to spend 10 more minutes mm. on that. But for my own study and just me nerding out on scripture, it was like, wow, this is cool, man. Like, And yeah, and then the way that theme develops throughout the whole story of Jesus from chapter one all the way to mm. the end. It is very like, I don't know. I'm always interested in how, in the continuity between Old and New Testament and just how great of a story scripture is. And so I think to have the New Testament start off that way, it's like, hey, look, these are, these are the same story Mm -hmm. Um, I think is really cool. So, yeah, that was the one thing I don't really regret not including it, but it's like. It's a great thing to talk about here. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening at home, read through chapters one and two, and you're going to see all these, and this fulfilled when the prophet said, and this fulfilled this Mm -hmm. as it is written. And all those things are just Matthew making those connection points. And it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, I think that's why uh, it's cool. We get to do this podcast because there is so much material oftentimes uh, in our studies, it's fascinating yeah and and we'd love to squeeze it in there but we can't always do it mm-hmm. so to be able to talk about it and share that um yeah and and kind of explain the thought process behind why you include something why you didn't yeah um, is always really really good so um you know I, I loved how you started the message you know I mean just building off that tagline just the one you're waiting for and obviously using the the, the whole laker analogy and the the summer we had to endure and and to go through that don't say we like you're a laker fan (laughs) i'm a lebron fan that's true that is true okay okay and him getting another ring is a good thing in my book (laughs) all right for once we're aligned okay okay (laughs) when i say we i mean lebron and i yeah um but i loved how you know just that connection that's so true like right you know when we're waiting for something wanting something how it can become a need mm-hmm. so easily and where that it's such a fine line right between a want and a need and and we can just rationalize like yeah. the craziest things like you're like I, you would be a better dad right? <laughs> if the lakers got quiet and i know it's, you know it's, it's all in good fun but we think like that yeah you know yeah. um why Why is that? You know what I mean? I know, yeah. I mean, we ask why for a lot of things, but to kind of flesh that out, like, you know, I think people can resonate with it. Yeah. Like, what is that about us? What's, uh, why, you know, yeah. Yeah. What,
1: yeah, why? Man, you know, it's it's funny as I was writing that and up until the time when I kind of talked it through with Alyssa, my biggest fear about this message was, is this just me? <laughs> is mm-hmm. this just something I do? Like, I know, like, people do this to an extent but i do it a lot with a ton of things and they're all dumb it's like one of the things that i've had to stop doing is like you know i have the app app offer up mm-hmm. and i'll just kind of look at stuff you know like oh like i if i could find this thing for cheap i you know maybe i would think about it but then you start like going through and you you know you go through that search and you look at it every couple of days you start thinking about it and then by the end of like the week i'm like oh my gosh, I really want this thing. You know, (laughs) and so in a week's time, I could go for, from, I don't need this at all, I barely even thought about Mm. it, let's just see if it's cheap, to, I need this. I need a (laughs) brand new one on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. You know, I would pay X amount of money for this, and like, I I know that I personally am Mm. very susceptible to it, and I'm thankful that it isn't just me, both for myself personally, and also for the sake of the message. And yeah, I don't, I can't even tell you exactly what the mechanism is. Normally, like I can figure out, okay, what's happening exactly in my brain. But I just think like it's, you know, the more you look at something and you think about it, like there are just very real, like, I don't know, desires that we have that it's, mm. that it's always going to tap into, you know, and. Yeah, I I I think we just attach meaning to things that aren't that aren't there, mm. you know. And so, you know, something like Kawhi, you know, as again as trivial as I know that is, like, you do start to think about it in terms of like, well, sports is really important to me. I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and it actually, I know that there would be some very happy moments in my life, and yeah. then you think about. You know what? What it would feel like to not have that, and it, mm. it, yeah, and I wish I could spiritualize it more. Maybe you can give some insight into this. But it's like you just start to take things and and attach it to something that where it doesn't belong. But yeah, I can't. I'm not even sure I can say why because I'm still doing it, <laughs> and it's like yeah. I, I'm disciplined enough to where it's like I can say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Stop it but I don't think I've totally figured out what's happening and why that happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't have the, the answer to that too, but yeah. I think you said something real interesting was that it's easy for us to envision how something can make our life better. Mm. Yeah. Right. And, you know, obviously there's just things we want, things we feel like we need, like those are kind of more straightforward. Like we just, you know, we could think like we need a house, like it's a bigger yeah. place to live. Like, There are things where you can argue whether you need it or not, but it's in your face. But something like that, we're not even thinking about right now. And we go online and we begin to look at it. Yeah. Those are the interesting ones because like you weren't even thinking about it a minute ago. Now you need it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And how that happens. But I think what you said is so key. It's it's easy for us to envision how it's going to make our life better. And at the end of the day, that's a guess. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we don't have proof of that. It's not a fact. Yeah. But in our minds, it's so true, yeah. right? And I think just the ability to, you know, discern uh, those things, yeah, um, or just to be honest, like like you're saying, just to be able to catch yourself and go, "This is what I'm doing," right? Yeah. and and you may be right, right? You may be right that if you were to have something, it would make your life better. And I think there's a whole kind of conversation of why that is and what's true or what's not true, but how easy it is to become discontent with
1: your own life. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In that moment, it's Mm -hmm. both like
0: that will make my life better. And all of a sudden now my life isn't,
1: I'm incomplete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good anymore. Like it was
0: good until I, I saw that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Um, like, you know, I shared the week before of just looking at model homes, you Mm -hmm. know, right. Yeah. You you look at a model home and it's like the quickest way to get immediate dissatisfaction, (laughs) you know, like, I like my house and all of a sudden you're like dude yeah my house is old it's sturdy it's you know yeah. so i think that you know and that's not to be cliche but the sin in us just the how easy it is right mm-hmm. um to 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 be dissatisfied be discontent uh, over the smallest things
1: yeah yeah i totally think you're right i think that feeling of A lot of it is what I wish I had, but you're right. It does turn into what I don't have and what other people have. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it does speak to the power of, you know, just marketing and advertising and, you know, we have so much now and technology is so amazing and products are being made every day with a ton of research going into what do people want, what do people like, and we're just inundated with things that, like, are designed to do that Mm -hmm. and you know and you can attribute that to whatever kind of dark forces you want to Mm -hmm. but it's not great right i mean and and we're aware of that and i think it's funny because we we've all experienced the flip side where we really want something we get it and then within like a month it's like oh Mm i don't even use this yeah instead of recognizing oh there's a flaw in my way of thinking it's like oh no i guess i just needed something else <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah. i think to to realize oh these things aren't offering me what i thought they would you yeah. know and there's a deeper level of whatever completeness satisfaction you know happiness mm-hmm. that you know those things are never going to fulfill long term yeah so there's the spiritual. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah,
0: as you were talking, I was thinking about my relationship with Amazon. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you see something and then there's the whole contemplating part, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just thinking about it. Should I get it? Do I need it? And it's like a wrestling match. Like yeah. I can't not think about it. Yep. And I keep checking it and looking at it. Yeah. And then there is that, you know, if I buy it, right, there's that moment of like, I'm going to get it. In a, and there's a little bit of that satisfaction of clicking it and like, okay i got it yeah and then for two days or you know if it's the one day or same day (laughs) it's excitement like i cannot wait for it to get here Mm -hmm. and then you get it and you open it and majority of the times like that excitement is gone yeah you Mm -hmm. know like i may use it yeah or i might not but it's like okay like i got it yeah and it's like how many times do i need to experience that yeah. To say, like, you know, maybe there's something more spiritual going on than just do I need that flashlight or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, right, is the the, the analogy used with the Grayson and the mm, yeah. uh, Mashbox Marine Rescue, Shark <laughs> Rescue. That was a, oh, I love that. And I think our people really connected to that. Just that analogy, right, that we have something. And yet we still want, you know, something more. And, and, you know, your main point was we want something even less a lot of times, even though we have something better. Yeah. And yet we see something and all of a sudden we're dissatisfied with what we have and we want what we don't have. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's kind of the flip side of what we were just talking about. Right. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. And,
0: you know, I think the question is, you know, similar is not just why, like, why is that? But like what can we do, mm-hmm. right? Like what can we do to recognize that we do have, you know, the Marine rescue shark ship yeah. and ours is better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think we know it, well, we may or we may not, but you know, I think most of us know it intellectually, like we've been told it, we believe it, Yeah, but it's so hard to experience it on a daily basis. So kind of what things come to mind in terms of like practical things we can do to, yeah remind us of what we have.
1: Yeah. I mean I would say a couple things come to mind and these were things I contemplated throwing into the message, but again didn't have time for. Is you know, one thing is just the the long term process of like transforming our minds and how we think mm. about what defines, you know, all these these goods. Right. So depending on how you find define happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, joy, what image comes to your mind when you think about those things is going to determine how you approach that, you know? So if you're thinking about those things as like, you know, earthly pleasure and, and, and having a lot of stuff or having a good time or, you know, whatever that is, you know, you're, you're going to be drawn towards, you know, things that are not necessarily like super lasting value. The trick is right. Is, literally changing the way you think about those things so that you see it as something that exists beyond that like mm-hmm. now I talked about this a month ago you know like God wants us to have joy and fun and have yeah. a good time but there's a there is more to it than that and to believe like look like a life where I'm you know serving and loving people and you know being in relationship with people that that's hard but but fulfilling like that there's actually a deeper level of satisfaction in those kind of things. Mm. Like that's really important, yeah. you know, and that's where you know, something as simple as like spiritual disciplines like reading your bible, praying, you know, just spending time in reflection and silence and solitude where you you're actually doing things that are hopefully changing the way you think about your life and causing you to reflect on things. Like that is really important, you know, and and until we kind of go through that process and it takes time you yeah. know we're obviously not finished products there as evidenced mm-hmm. by all of the things we <laughs> yeah, just talked yeah, about yeah. but you know it it is important and and you do begin to see things differently so i think that's that's mm-hmm. one thing yeah. it's just like definitely we have to be able to distinguish between what's real and what's not real mm-hmm. and then the second thing i would say is just kind of diving into it wholeheartedly and i think that's a problem that you know, we, we have now is like, we've got one, one foot in one camp, one foot in the other. And like the life that God invites us to, it's not like, it's not being in the gray, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's fully kind of diving in and experiencing what he wants us to. And, um, to kind of let go of our attachment to those other things. And that's when I think, you know, you're able to experience it in a deeper way, which, you know, obviously easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but I think, I think the trick is just that so oftentimes we're waiting. We're waiting for God to give it to us without committing to him. Mm. And we're saying, God, like you have to do all this and this and this, and then I'll really like follow you and pursue you. And what God is saying is like, I've already promised you this stuff. I've made the guarantee. You, you literally cannot, I can't give it to you while you're here. Mm. You have to step forward. Jump off, jump into the deep end, whatever analogy. And that's where that promise is. And it's there. Like, it's not like I'm withholding it from you. It's just, you don't want to step into that. And I think that's hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's hard for all of us. But I mean, to take steps toward that. And I think just, you know, like to recognize it in the spaces where it is true. Like, if you love your small group to say, oh, man. There's something to Christian community that's better than any other kind of community I can have or whatever you experience in worship or through prayer or when you're serving other people. I think there are these moments that we realize, like, oh, this is really good. And then we kind of step into something else and forget about it. Mm -hmm. But to kind of take stock of our life and be like, wow, the places where I really experienced joy and fulfillment in a real way it wasn't all that. So maybe I do need to lean more into God. I think Mm -hmm. that's again, like I don't want to discount how challenging that is. Yeah. But I also don't want to act like that's not the goal, Mm -hmm. you know, and and suggest to people that like, yeah, you can kind of walk in the middle. You'll get there eventually. No, at some point you have to say, forget it. I'm going to go for it. And you, you almost can't know how good God can be. Yeah. Until you're, until you've, kind of giving your life to him and so Mm -hmm. yeah good luck with that everybody
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean that's it's so true though right i mean we i mean i think it's innate in a lot of us right we want the benefits of you know what hard work produces Mm -hmm. and we don't but we don't always want to do the hard work yeah right and you know as you were talking too i was just thinking You know, it's so easy to, you know, life is so busy these days and it's so easy to get caught up where the majority of things we do, we do it with the mindset of like, if we do it, it's so we can get something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, you can use school's analogy, like kids go to school so they can go to a good college, get a better job, make a better living. You know, you go to work so you can get, you know, and I think. Sometimes it's easy to view God in that way, right? Wow. Like, well, we got to do these things so we can get, right? And I think what you made clear in your message and the point of Matthew, it's like, no, but this is who you've been waiting for. This is what you want. Yeah, it's not what you can get through, you know, through him. And I think it's that part in and of itself, just wrestling with that, right? I mean, we've talked about, and you know. Doing a Christmas series, one of the challenges is like people have already heard this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna tell them that Jesus is king and Jesus is God in flesh and he's Messiah and He's Savior. Like, like we gotta think of a, a more creative, <laughs> more powerful, right? Yeah. And it's like, but that's that's it though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that tension that we feel as speakers, I think highlights the tension we just feel in life, right? Like that relationship with him. Everything he is in light of everything we are, like, that's, that's it. Yeah. You know, and everything, yeah, things that we want, it is going to come through that, but like, that's, that's it. Yeah. And everything else is like the icing on the cake that comes with it. But sometimes I think it's easy to kind of reverse it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like, God is sometimes the means to something better, something greater. Yeah. But without him, it doesn't even exist though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, again, another thing I was contemplating throwing in the message was just talking about the idea of like the past, you know, seek ye first his kingdom and its righteousness Mm. and all these things will be added to you. Yeah, And just this idea that, you know, we, we want to pursue God. And like you said, like, Mm. so that he gives us all the other stuff we still want, and the expectation is well, if I do this, you're still gonna give me this right god mm-hmm. and really that's that's not really what he's saying, you know' yeah. it's like seek seek his kingdom, and like the stuff that's gonna be added to us is is good, and it's what we need, and it's it's provision and it's life, and it's all that, but it is gonna be on his terms, mm-hmm. and so you know the idea that like we would live a life where we acknowledge that and not just say it and not just kind of like talk about it but actually live it where pursuing god and living for god is more important than what school my kids go to, how much money i make, what kind of house i live in. Um that i think for most people like that's that's a really hard truth to accept, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things that is a challenge for me is just to continue to say that. Mm-hmm you know, unapologetically, when it's like, uh, I don't, it's, it's hard to imagine people ever, and and it's still a challenge for, for me to believe. Right. But I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine some people ever coming out of that, but that is ultimately what scripture tells us. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not God so that we can get all these things. It's God because God is awesome and it's choosing God Believing that whatever he gives you, and it's probably not going to be all that stuff you think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But believing that that's going to be really good. um That's that's so scary, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think um that's the thing we can't let go of is 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 it's it's God alone. It's not yeah. God plus that other stuff.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound morbid, but you know, just at a funeral last week for a friend, forty seven, passed away. Mm. it suddenly you know and and i know it's cliche and we've heard it but you know i just i was just reminded right like you know when that time comes like we don't take anything with us yeah like this lifetime to the next like nothing goes with us so in light of that like what matters you know in this lifetime and you know the material things matter very little right like it's still good we can enjoy it and yeah. you know god provides and he blesses us but in, in the big scheme of things right those are like the means mm-hmm. for something more significant yeah more important our relationship with him the community the people right yeah. like those are the things that are going to last yeah right and i think everything you're saying of just that just to be reminded of that and you know, just to think about it. I mean, sometimes it's, it's as simple, I think, as just pausing to think about that. Yeah. You know, like, what really matters today? Yeah. You know, or, or what what do I have? What have I been given? And just taking inventory. Mm-hmm. And then the power in that, of just being like, okay, like, it puts things in perspective, right? Like, those things out there that we just, we want, they're nice. Like, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be in our face. But the discipline to... I think just look at what we have to though Yeah, is important yeah. to just balancing the level, you know, so that we don't, aren't moved so easily to discontentment, dissatisfaction. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, you know, I was thinking about Adam and Eve and, the, you know, the whole, that whole story in the garden and as tempting as that one fruit was, whatever it was, it was like, why are you hanging out by that tree? Right? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like <laughs> isn't there anything else to do <laughs> than hanging out by that one tree? Yeah. But I think for a lot of us, it's so easy to do the same thing, right? Like we got this huge garden, (laughs) you know, like tons of fruit to eat from, but for whatever reason, we're just like twirling our thumbs, staring (laughs) at the one that we we don't have, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with that, with all that kind of being said, um, yeah, as we embark in this week of Christmas, um, I know you. You know you just obviously encouraged us uh, with everything you shared today, with the message on Sunday. But kind of with that in in mind of uh, just this temptation that's in front of us, uh, mm-hmm. the challenges that we face. Um, anything you want to encourage our listeners with to kind of, you know, this
1: Christmas, like yeah, um, yeah,
0: just anything on your heart with
1: that. Um, I think just to recognize and kind of grab onto the ways that god does give us joy right like the more we experience and believe like oh god god gives me a lot of really good things mm-hmm. like god blesses me in so many ways and there are so many things that i want to take credit for or i want to give credit to something else but it's like oh no like that's something that god has blessed me with whether it's you know family friends yeah a uh, certain experience like just be like wow like that's that's god showing me the life that i can have in him you know and kind of giving me a small taste of it and you know yeah and, and i think this is a perfect time of year for that you know i know not everyone's family is perfect but you know there are mm-hmm. a lot of good things that happen during this time of year um you know hanging out with people you really love and you know and it is the end of the year too you know as you kind of take stock of yeah. your life and where you're at like Man, I I think if we gave God credit for all the things he deserved credit for, Hmm. it'd be a lot easier to trust him and to kind of walk into the life he has for us. You know, one of the reasons we don't do that is because we take credit for stuff that (laughs) God deserves credit for, right? Like, oh, look Uh, at all the hard work I did to get this and this and this. And look at how just lucky I am to have this mm -hmm. great family or these friends. And, you know, and so, yeah, this is a great time of year to say, wow, God, thanks, you know, and, and you... Wow, you're, you're a lot better than maybe I give you credit for being sometimes.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, that's a perfect way, I think, to wrap up uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much for sharing, as yeah. always, uh, uh, for encouraging us as we head into this, you know, as we head into Christmas and, and we celebrate Jesus' birth and to be reminded of, of, of not only what's important, but, you know, at the end of the day, who deserves the credit. Mm-hmm. For everything that we have. So thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. Well, everyone, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll uh, see you back in uh, 2020. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the podcast.